Thank you. I'll start us off, Haley, if you want, and then. Sorry. Yeah. And then you can do intros. Okay. Cool. You are all set. Great. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another special bonus episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We're live from the VIP lounge at the Chinese Theater with over 65 filmmaking teams. We are on our third episode, and uh, we're stoked to be the official podcast partner of the 19th annual Oscar Qualifier oscar qualifying holly shorts film festival um i'm your host indiana underhill joined by co-host Haley royal we are co-founders of cinematography for actors podcast and who do we have sitting with us today Haley? today we have with us the team behind it's not the critic who matters who counts it's not the critic who counts this is bill bradley star executive producer and ridgely curry co-director does that mean that you co-directed along with bill uh there's another and um, there's yeah. one yeah. more director who awesome. we aren't being graced with today. But he'll yeah. be in yeah. soon. Yeah, that's great. What He's I want to hear about is a little bit, we have 15 minutes, but I want to hear a little log line of what this film is about to get people into it before we start breaking it down a little. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think what, what our message we're trying to get across, this is a race in northern Minnesota. It's considered one of the world's toughest races. You pull a 40-pound sled with all your survival gear. You're supposed to go 135 miles, uh, and it's an extreme cold. Yeah. And so in this film, this is my 10th attempt at it. Oh, wow. You're okay. telling us that you do this. Yeah. Elect, like you elect to do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we do it. And Yeah, uh, right. yeah it's a very <laughs> crazy race, and... Uh, I think it's like the message that we're trying to get across is not to quit on your yes. dreams yeah. and that it's okay. And I, I never use the word fail because it used to bother me so much, but I use it now because I want to show people that it doesn't kill you. Yeah, right. You know? Right. So, because I used to say, oh, that was just, you know, I took a, a turn or I took a, you know what I mean? Everything was just, it wasn't a big deal to me. Right. But, people all you failed yeah you know it's a terrible word but it failed means you're out there in the arena yeah and you're fighting the fight that's what our movie's about the uh -huh. man in the arena that's the poem that it's yeah. not the critical counts is from wow and i how did you guys meet how did this come together uh yeah we met his niece originally was working with me and i met him through her fantastic and yeah and he's He's a visionary, man. I'm telling you, we're just very, we're, our whole team is very lucky to work with him because he gets the vision on these things. Like, wow. like unbelievable. And when you're describing vision, what were kind of your ideas for how to capture this? I know one of the things you said, one of the technical like constraints was not actually being able to capture some of the racers because there was isolated backcountry. What do you mean by that? Is that because you just physically were not able to get there? Yeah, physically not able to get there, and wow. they only limited certain areas where you could shoot. Got it. And yeah. so, what was the like? What were the feelings that you wanted to capture? What was the most important? I know we heard the message. So, how were kind of like the visual cues you wanted to put into the film? Well, this is our third installment of a docu series. Right. We have six six of them that we're doing. Okay. This is the third one. We just finished the fourth one. And the message, the story here is that with Bill, it's he epitomizes the meaning of it's not the critic who counts or the Roosevelt story. And I can't think of anyone better to emphasize that. He really represents that. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk technically what, how, is, this is cold, this is freezing cold. 
you're carrying in gear and only in certain places can you actually use that gear to shoot. So Bill, when you are on your own for this journey, how are you telling this story, continuing to tell this story when you're not shooting? Are you carrying something like a GoPro? Like, are you using anything in those moments or is that private? Oh, I think in, you know, we, we don't have a lot of shots of that, you right, know, because okay. it is so cold. Yeah. If you even pull a GoPro out, it freezes in like a minute or two. Yes. And it goes dead, you know, yeah. so it's really not practical for me to be pulling those things out. Mm-hmm. So it was where, where there would be road crossings or, you know what I mean? And then these guys would jump out yeah. behind a bush and then come <laughs> talk to me yes. for a second Gorilla and film, filmmaking, you know? really. Yeah. Yeah. How were you able to choose the the packages that you had in order to fight the cold when like building your camera package out? Well, I wasn't there, so the <laughs> cinematographers that were there, you know, they handled that pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were they communicating with you to make sure like this is going to be able to handle it, this will not. So if you want a certain look, we'll have to work around that. Were there conversations like that? A little bit of conversation, but I left that up to them. That's great. I think okay. the, They're comfortable. The main guy was from Minneapolis, so he's he familiar yeah. with the cold and his and his equipment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know one of the biggest uh, issues that can happen as well is snow blindness when you're out that long. Right. Um, have you ever had to struggle like deal with that before? I've had that on Denali, and they tell you like uh, they want you wearing your glasses at all yeah. time, and I don't know, you just. When you're trying to work on things and they get fogged up and you take them off and and like I've had where my eyes burned for a day, but not snow blindness, but you know. And the, the guy's like, if I see you with your glasses off again. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it can be permanent. throw you off the mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as a co-director, how did you manage responsibilities of who's taking over what or where? what's kind of your favorite part to direct? Well, I kind of knew what the story was going to be about. Okay. So it was like, get me whatever you could get, yeah. and we'll tell a story based on the fact that this is his 10th attempt. Yeah. 10 times this yes. guy's tried this. He's gotten pretty close to finishing, but he hasn't. And this was the anniversary, so I knew right then, you know, it's the gonna center happen. of that story. Yeah, yeah. So that made it easy to kind of tell that story story, and did you have multiple iterations of the edit then because you had all this footage then you're like get me whatever you can get and then you get into you know the edit and then you're like is it is it like oh I kind of thought it was going to be this story and it changes more into this or was it always like yep we're going to that shot there yes let's go back to him let's get more of the extreme cold what was that process like well we took whatever we got okay on the film and we crafted around the idea of that he's trying to get to the finish line got it and he doesn't make it. So we knew that at the end, you know, basically. Yeah. When he quit. Yes. Know, when he couldn't no longer go any further. Yeah. So that was the cost of, you know, wow. direction. So. And how did you hear about this race? <laughs> I think uh, I was in Alaska and I did a hundred mile. I did the Susitna 100 up there, which I thought, you know, that Alaska, it's the end all be all. Yeah. And, and, and I finished that on my second attempt but hit blizzards and it was craziness. And then these guys are all talking, well, you think this is crazy. There's this race in Minnesota that's really crazy. And they, and I literally, because it's so dangerous, I, ha- I went to a survival camp 
uh, right before I went. Oh wow! To learn, yeah, like kind a of weekend. What you need to do. Yeah, even though I'd raced in Alaska, I'm still to know. And and I really don't remember a lot about the survival camp except one thing you got to do is you got to get in your sleeping bag while you still can. Right. That's your main thing because what's happened is you get hypothermic out there, and this actually happened to me in my first race. I was out oh there gosh. and I was at like 73 miles. I couldn't find where the checkpoint was and having some problems. And then I thought it was closed. And, and so I, I was really depleted yeah. and I started shaking like this. I bet. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and there was a building there that I thought somebody was going to be in and they weren't. It was all empty and I'm beating oh, on the windows. And I'm like, wow. okay. What did I learn at my survival camp? Get to your get in your sleeping bag while you still can. So I'm like run over my sleeping bag and I'm like and I'm like I'm literally hyperventilating like <gasps> and I'm trying to open this bag and I'm shaking so bad and I yeah. go you gotta get it open yeah. and I got it open and then I had never quit an event before that because I was really successful and I I pulled the sleeping bag over my head and I said I quit. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I wonder, it's, what's crazy is because when you're getting into that, that quitting mode, I wonder how you, how, how that comes across on camera, because it's almost like you have to create that build because for you, it's a build. And so for us, it's like, is it a cutting pace thing? Is it, we go more to different shots? Like how were, how was that build created around, you know, the successes and the failures we don't we don't love the word but we're using it yeah <laughs> well it's, we use it because i'm facing what i i know yes and i want exactly. everybody else to face it. yes yeah bill is unique in his personality right he's upbeat constantly i don't care what the situation is how tough it is you know he's just always upbeat and he right. always says something unique and to the point so we count on that and that's what we've lived off on all the documentaries that we've done so far is his uniqueness and his personality and how he approaches wow. everything. And you're doing a six-part series. You've done three thus far, yes. and it's always together? Yes. Very cool. And so what are the other three? Uh, the first one was Pushing Mercury. Okay. We, we're here. Great. At Holly Shorts. And try to pull a cart across Death Valley okay. with all my survival gear. Oh, one of the hottest weekends yeah. ever on Earth. It hit 160 in the sun. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> this is kind of mushy, but Bill, would you say that the critic you're attempting to discount here is maybe yourself? Oh. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we are the toughest on ourselves. I'm yeah. brutal on myself. I have a life coach that I talk to five days a week because Tom Brady talked to somebody when he was like, when I, I listened to his interviews and before his football games at, at Michigan State or I think it was whatever it was. And he would talk to the assistant athletic director. And I said, oh, that's like my life coach. And, I, and I'm more screwed up than Tom Brady because I was talking to her once uh, a week. I go, we need to talk every day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I so, love yeah, it. she keeps my critic quiet. Nice. Yes. Not so hard on me, you know. I'd love to ask one final question before we wrap up because these are such short interviews, but I'm so excited that we ha we got one with you guys. Is the relationship that you two have, obviously because you're doing these six films together, you've completed, you're halfway through. How has your workflow changed based off of the first time you worked together versus now? And how do you think it will continue to change? You know, it's, I'm, I believe in the process and we've I've just learned to trust what he brings to the table nice. and express that because he's open. And, and I think and it's a mutual trust. Yeah. The vulnerability, I, I the trust. trust. Yeah, yeah the and trust, I yeah. trust him too to put the right message out on the screen. Wow, that's so incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. When is your film screening? When can people see it? Friday, we're in the 5 o'clock uh, 
that block. three block. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then on BitPix as well. BitPix yeah, as well. Awesome. Bit Whenever you want on yeah. BitPix. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you, you have no excuse, even if you're not in Hollywood, please go on to BitPix. We will attach the link under what we publish on YouTube and Spotify. And from there, you can go watch their film. And very inspiring. Yes. That's the best stuff. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us, Bill thank and Ridgely, you. and yeah. we will see you around the festival. Great, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thanks everyone. Thanks for joining us. Bye. This has been another episode of Cinematography for Actors podcast. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be here live from Holly Shorts Film Festival through the 20th. And if you're here at the festival, come up to the VIP lounge and say hi. We're so excited to have a ton of sponsors with us, helping us out to make this show live and possible. And so we'd like to thank Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Tech. Finally, as a gift to our listeners, all of those listeners, we have partnered with a company, We Make Movies, to offer discounted production services, including access to comprehensive production insurance and workers' comp for your next shoot. We're making shooting more accessible with We Make Movies. Visit wemakemovies.org slash insurance and use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote. Thanks, everyone. See ya.